Well, good morning, Rethink Life. You guys doing good today? You look good. Come on, give yourselves a hand. You guys look amazing. I hope and pray that you've been having a great, great summer. And uh, it's hard to believe we are officially one half till Christmas. I mean, we literally are like, this year is almost over. Can you, I mean, is that sunk in yet? I mean, we are officially halfway through 2018. And so Christmas is going to be knocking on our door before we know it. And uh, man, it's just amazing. This year's flown by so fast, and, uh, but God has been doing some amazing things and looking forward to the second half of this incredible year and trusting God to do some amazing things and continue to see life change and impact in so many different ways through so many people's lives. And that's why we do what we do. Uh, let me ask you to do me a favor and give those watching it right now uh, live online and Facebook Live a round of applause and welcome them into our experience as well. And, uh, we just want to say we love you guys. Thanks for being a part of our, uh, really our holiday weekend, if you call it that. I know a lot of people are out and about uh, enjoying vacations and uh, kids are scattered everywhere, seeing grandparents and doing camps and different things. But that's obviously what summer is about. But we're excited because God is doing some amazing things right here. And as you just witnessed in the, uh, in the church news, a lot of exciting things are actually happening this coming week and weekend. So Remix Lives, make sure parents you get your kids here, students, bring your friends. And of course, uh, this, this Saturday, I'm personally excited. Uh, we as a church, we are, for the first time ever, we are actually doing something where we are stacking hands. We're joining forces uh, with nearly 900 churches across the nation. So simultaneously, 900 churches will be coming together in different cities throughout, throughout uh, the country. And we're going to be serving our cities. And we are one of those that are going to be championing the way right here in, our, in the city of, uh, of Orlando in our community. And so we have over 11 projects. Um, everything from writing notes um, to, to people that are, um, especially to children in the hospitals, to, um, to, to really serving uh, in different capacities. And there's just a lot of different things that are going to be family-friendly for every person in the family to be able to participate in. So we hope that you'll go online, sign up, register for Serve Day. And it's going to be awesome as we report the, the total results of the way God used Serve Day 2018 to impact people's lives all over America and right here in our great city of Orlando. It's just a part of our, uh, really our theme of the Summer of Love. This is really what we're culminating the Summer of Love uh, towards is because it's the best way for us to express love and to show love as we serve the needs of people and serve our city. So we trust that you'll sign up for that. We look forward to seeing you on Saturday. Well, I'm going to begin um, today by addressing a topic that's continuing in this summer series of love. And we're really unpacking 1 Corinthians 13, which is often referred to as the love chapter. And one of the verses in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 says that love is not easily angered. It's not easily angered. And we're going to unpack the whole issue of anger because I think a lot of us wrestle with this, maybe this topic more than we care to realize or even admit. In fact, uh, Men's Health Magazine did a study uh, several years ago. They, uh, they did a study of the top 100 cities in America. Guess who was ranked number one as the angriest city in America? Yours truly, Orlando. I mean, amazing how we have been tagged or labeled as the angriest city in America. And I'm fascinated by that whole study because it's like, why? I mean, why us? I mean, what's our problem? 
And so when you think about it, you know, a lot of people are just um, carrying around maybe this chip on their shoulder, unresolved anger, and they contributed some of those things. You can go online and look at the study for yourself. But one of the things that contributed to, of course, was all the construction traffic, um, just the anxiety and the stress and all that that provokes. It creates a lot of anger. A lot of people obviously are displaced here in Orlando. Um, a lot of people from literally all over the world come here, and a lot of are displaced from family, and, and there's a lot of fear, a lot of, a lot of um, concern related to um, just challenges and, and circumstances and situations that a lot of people find themselves into. And so with that, um, there's a sense of unresolved anger, an angst that a lot of people just live with and struggle with on a day-by-day basis. But I think perhaps most importantly for us to understand here today is that anger is considered to be probably one of the most misunderstood as well as misappropriated or applied emotions that maybe we, we care to admit. And, and what I mean by that is that a lot of people feel or believe that anger is a sin. Well, I just want to say for the record, biblically speaking, anger is not a sin. As a matter of fact, the emotion of anger, the capacity to even be angry was given to us by God, our Creator. And so we got to understand, it's not necessarily that anger is a sin. No, it's, it's, it's really how, how we deal with sin. It's what we do with sin. And I think what happens for a lot of people, they fail to realize that there are times that even God gets angry. But here's the thing. Anger can also be a proof, a sign, maybe a sign or a proof, or even serve as evidence of our love especially when it comes to our love for one another. You say, how's that? Well, if somebody were to do something to my wife or do something to one of my three children, they did something to hurt them or to harm them, guess what? That would make me angry. I mean, I'd be coming after you. But the thing you got to realize is that if I did not respond with the emotion of anger because someone hurt someone that I deeply love and care about, like my wife or my three children, if I didn't get angry over that, you would look at me and say, bro, you have a problem. You would say, what is wrong with you? Don't you even feel anything? I mean, you are, I mean, you are apathetic. You don't even care. And I think that's another thing a lot of people misunderstand about anger is that a lot of people feel like the opposite of anger is hate. But that's not true. No, the opposite of anger, excuse me, excuse, I'm sorry, the, the opposite of love is hate. But a lot of people don't realize, no, the opposite of love is what? It's, it's apathy. It's indifference. It's that I don't care type of mindset and men mentality. So we got to realize when it comes to the issue of anger, anger is not a sin, but it's how, it's how people deal or choose to deal with the issue or emotion of anger in their hearts and in their lives. In fact, there's a good side of anger. There's a righteous anger. Remember when Moses went up to meet with God on Mount Sinai? You know, here he was standing in the presence of God. And yet when he came down from Mount Sinai, what was he holding in his hand? He, he was holding the Ten Commandments. He had the Ten Commandments written on those tablets of stone. And so here he is. He'd just been in the presence of God. He had heard direction from God, a vision from God. And, and therefore, he's coming back down the mountain, and he's going to convey to the people what God had instructed him to share with them. Well, during this time, rather than the people of Israel waiting patiently for Moses,